Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and staring at me through the screen here is Daniel. Hello, hello. So today, we're doing a throwback to a classic martial arts film, Enter the Dragon, starring Bruce Lee. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and enter the dragon. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I think you had this one on the show a couple we- couple weeks back. I've got here Gigantic Brewings Hold Tight Tropical IPA with tigers on the front. Yeah, I have that one uh, pretty frequently. It's definitely I, one that I enjoy. I have not had it yet, so I'm going to try it. Okay. Well, I got... I got one from Terminal Gravity. It's called Forget About It IPA, or it's a hazy IPA. Hmm. It's got interesting flavor to this one. Oh, this is pretty good. It's nice and clean. That's oh, I'm, it's not even IPA. It's a, it's just a pale ale. A oh, hazy okay. Pale ale. Hazy pale. Nice. Well, very cool. Well, any good Lego news? <laughs> no. I know. Still waiting on the official reveal for Home Alone House. I know, which Still is waiting. adjacent. Right. But we do, well, I, ha- I saw a couple uh, things. One that I guess last year, uh, well, they announced today the new DC fandom event for 2021. Like last year, they had the first trailer for, I think, Wonder Woman, and we got the first trailer for the Matt Reeves Batman movie. You know, so hopefully we'll get some cool stuff, but they've teased a few things because this is going to be their DC fan event on October 16th. And but they've already teased an upcoming TV show around Peacemaker starring John Cena. And I think uh, James Gunn is producing the show. Really? Okay. So I imagine that'll probably be on HBO. Nice, nice. That, that would be kind of fun. I, I mean, I'd be down to kind of see because they kind of tease it towards the end. I think this is like what they were teasing at the end of Suicide Squad, you know. But they also a couple things. There's going to be a new trailer for uh, the Matt Reeves Batman. That'll be cool. We'll have to wait a couple months for that. But in moving on to more news, the apparently early screenings of Matt Reeves Batman have gone on this past week. And people were saying that the cut that they got to see was three hours long. Oh, and that people wow. said that they, like everything that I've like read about said people were really enjoying it, even though it was three hours, which I'm like, okay, because I know hours, wow. DC's hit and miss, but everything about this movie just like excites the hell of me from just Robert Pattinson being Batman to like Zoe Kravitz Catwoman. You know, we have all these other players like they cast like, what Colin Farrell is like Cobblepot mm-hmm. and just oh, I forget the actor's Cobblepot. name who plays James Gordon but I like his casting um some guy that plays in the Daniel Craig Bond films yeah uh, he does so much shit well you're looking at it up but so I'm just I'm really Jeffrey excited Wright. about this Batman movie yeah Jeffrey Wright Jeffrey Wright yeah of course Thanks. um lighter I'm just I'm just really really fucking excited to check this movie out. Especially I'm like they're like yeah we're probably not gonna get a three hour cut in theaters. You might I mean this they, maybe they're like well this people like the Snyder cut so maybe we should just let them do it. But at the very least there might when it gets released on physical there will probably be a three hour cut on it which would be cool. Right. So I'm just I'm really excited. Everything that I'm hearing sounds positive uh, as of right now. So hopefully it is actually as good as it says, but I'm still very excited for this movie. Yeah, didn't Warner Brothers put out a brand new trailer this? Oh no, no Matrix Four trailer. Well, we're f- what three months away? Four months. I heard, yeah, I heard it got a screening though. At what what was their event called? There was some event they put on, and they, anyway, the, it got a uh, title at least. The Matrix. Was it not revolutions? Resurrections. The Matrix Forever. Yeah. The Matrix Resurrections. 
So we'll see. I heard there, there's a trailer that they premiered. Hopefully it'll hit online soon. Again, I'm just, I'm very curious about this movie. I don't have high hopes for another Matrix movie at all, but I'm very curious. What could they possibly be doing this many years later with Keanu Reeves still? Yeah, I don't know. But I, yeah, it's one of those things that like, I'm curious. I never actually saw anything past the original because like you showed me the original when I was a kid. And, you know, you were the only way I could access those movies when I was a child. And growing up, I just heard that the other ones were just horrible. So I'm like, I'll just leave it with my fond memories of the first one. Yeah, I still wouldn't mind revisiting and watching all of them just for old time's sake. I mean, I'd be interested to just kind of see what happens after the first one. Yeah. Well, we're at least watch one them. watch. Yeah. So, hey, that's why. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Um, okay. And the last bit of news that I had was actually something because we, I had heard, you know, and I had read that they were reporting that, you know, Carnage or Venom, like Let There Be Carnage was delayed till January. But now I'm not sure if it is because they dropped a new poster for it, but the release date still says October 15th for the new poster. Oh. Okay. So maybe it wasn't delayed. Maybe that was just a rumor that people were reporting on. But it'd be really weird for them to drop a poster. Literally, it was either today or yesterday um, that still had an October 15th release date. So maybe it is still coming in October. I just thought that was a little weird. Yeah, that's weird that there would be rumors like that. Because, yeah, they said January is its new release date. Well, yeah. hey, if we get it sooner, we get it sooner. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'll just have to have more or less time to do watch Venom. <laughs> Hopefully it's coming out here. Yeah, that's all the little movie news stuff I have this week. Oh, I'm looking at the uh, Peacemaker poster. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. That's pretty cool. Well, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, we talked, I think was it last time or two times ago, we talked about, I think it was just last time we talked about a new Wonder Years coming out. There actually is some, I see a trailer online if people want to go check it out. And it does take place Get in the late 60s. It. Yeah, and it does take place in the late 60s like the other one did. So it's just going to be from another kid's perspective. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? It's the little things that you remember all your life. Your first hit, your first kiss. first time your dad lets you know that he sees you well i still hadn't had the other two but boy did that third one feel good it's not gonna be like a it's not like a reboot or a sequel per se it's just same type of storytelling from another kid's perspective you know some other kid across town or not like not even the same town just yeah states over or something anyway should be pretty interesting yeah don Cheadle is yeah i think you said this last time don Cheadle is narrating it He's got a good narration voice. He does. And watching the trailer, I can tell his narration is going to be great. But yeah, little little tidbit there. People want to check out the new Wonder Years teaser trailer online. ABC coming this fall. Yeah. All right, Daniel. Shall we move on here? To other things we've seen this week. Yeah. What did you see this week? I actually watched, I mean, I'm going to say two, but it was technically three movies. Nice. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. How many did you watch? One. Okay. So then I'll go first. Because, I mean, technically I watched three, but one of them was a two parter for like a, one continuous story. So I'm just like counting that as a three hour movie that I watched this week. But the two, well, the, the movies that I watched this week were um, speaking of DC, they recently put out. Um, a part one and two of like an iconic uh, comics, like comic book run that they did called Batman the Long Halloween, mm -hmm. which essentially takes place in like Batman year one and he has to solve a serial murder. Oh, cool. And it's pretty cool because it starts out with him and Jim Gordon, or him, Jim Gordon, and uh, Harvey Dent all making a pack because the whole, they're trying to take out the Falcone family. And so they make a pact. They're like, okay, we'll do whatever it takes. We're making like, no one knows except us. 
will bend but never break the rules but we will take these motherfuckers down essentially that's pretty rad um so i actually read the comic book run uh a month ago or so like just because i had heard about it and i was trying to read more like iconic storylines that i've missed out on over the years so i actually read that one the comic book was great uh the movie was still pretty good it wasn't as good as the comic but i feel like that's probably pretty common kind of like not as good as the movie's not as good as the book but it was fun it had jason ackles from supernatural playing batman's voice um they also still had mark hamill as the joker in this though which was fun sweet uh but it like showcases like batman's rogues gallery like very well there's poison ivy there's catwoman i mean there's scarecrow and a few other random ones like the mad hatter and stuff wow they all make appearances like yeah so it it was a pretty cool story like i i feel like if people like batman or you know stuff no i had to rent them it's not on hbo yet but i want to check it out because they uh put out them like a month or so apart from each other so i was waiting for the second one to drop to go watch it and dropped a couple weeks ago okay but i had a i had a good time watching that that was that was a good time to have some fun batman content that sounds good cool you just ran it on prime or something yeah i'm amazon okay well cool well nice you have to check those out hopefully they'll come to hbo max soon hopefully that'd be cool well, I, I, had I had an opportunity to go see a classic in the theaters this week. I went and saw the classic 1969 film Easy Rider, starring Henry Fonda, or excuse me, Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper, which I didn't know this, but this was written by both of them and directed by Dennis Hopper. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, the two main stars co-wrote it together, and yeah, one directed it. Peter Fonda, Dennis Hopper so great to see them just back in their prime back in the day i had a good time watching this i don't know if you've ever seen easy rider pretty easy story two bikers head from la to new orleans through the open country in desert lands and it's just them on their little old adventure they run into a jack nicholson plays this great character named george hansen and oh my god he is a hoot uh yeah it's uh it's a good, I guess, I guess it's considered a day in the life, you know, two weeks in the life or so. Like a of, slice of life type. Slice of okay. life, yeah, of these characters. It's such a fun movie to check out, though. It's it's on AFI's top 100 list. I think it's 84, I want to say. But definitely, uh, yeah, I definitely we're checking out. And I, I, I think I saw this like 15 years ago, just rented it, probably on DVD or something. It was so cool to go see this on the big screen, though. It's still playing for a couple more days if you wanted to go see it. But yeah, I, I had a good time. Great story. The soundtrack, it's awesome. All the classic tunes in this. Of course, you got uh, Steppenwolf's um, Born to be Wild song, which I know, I know you know that one. Yeah, I know that one. I mean, that's awesome. I remember watching, like, when we were watching that docuseries, the movies, they brought up Easy Rider and talked about it for a while. Mm-hmm. So it, it's on my short list of movies that I need to catch up on. From, like, not going to spoil it for anyone in case you want to check it out. I had completely forgotten about the ending. Like, there's a couple different moments in and throughout the movie that I had completely forgotten about. So good surprises there. But yeah, don't want to spoil it for anybody. But yeah, Easy Rider, it might be streaming somewhere. Um, I can I can look real quick here. But yeah, I, I had the great opportunity to go see it in theaters. Nice. It's on HBO Max right now. Okay. Yep. HBO Max. Awesome. Well, that's what I saw this week. Very nice. Well, the only other thing that I saw this week is, again, it's just all animated this week. But Netflix dropped an animated uh, Witcher movie which I thought it was a Witcher anime. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was a complete series, but I didn't realize it was a movie. But it was actually, because Netflix has a Castlevania series and the same animation studio that does the Castlevania series did this new Witcher movie. Um, and it takes, I can't remember if they said it was canon to like their Witcher TV show that they have, mm-hmm. but it is a prequel to like that series or like in the timeline at least. Okay. 
But I mean, I know you haven't watched these, but the Castlevania animation is so smooth and just like has amazing fluid action sequences that it was really great that the studio did The Witcher because it, I mean, the, it was super dark, super messed up and super fun. Like lots, just lots of gore and demon slaying and that sounds red. It was, I don't know. It was just a great time. I had such a blast just checking it out. I think I watched it on like Wednesday. So then this is on Netflix? Yeah, they just dropped it this week. Um, it's like an hour and a half long. Like it's a fucking awesome animated movie. I mean, it's if you know what The Witcher is and you like The Witcher, I would watch it. Oh, cool. Well, that's yeah, that's what I like about this segment is we can check out new stuff and just say, hey, it's streaming over here. Check it out or eh, skip it. I know, super convenient. So yeah, I know. Yeah, like I said, for Easy Rider, it's on HBO Max. If you have HBO Max, check it out. Definitely worth a watch. You know, definitely a piece of uh, American cinema there. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's move on here and get into our main movie on tap. Let's talk. Enter the Dragon. Oh, good job. I was gonna play the trailer. Should I just play it up the top and then we'll go right into it after that? Sure. All right, let's do that. Roper, Williams, and Lee, the Deadly Three, penetrate the secret chambers of an evil island empire. What do you know about Han? He lives like a king on that island, totally self-sufficient. A fortress without walls, protected by an invincible army that needs no ordinary weapons. This is Enter the Dragon. The first martial arts film produced by a major Hollywood studio. John Saxon is Roper. He was in it for the money. U.S. karate champion Jim Kelly as Williams. He was there because he had no choice. Black Belt Hall of Fame undisputed martial arts champion and international film star Bruce Lee. His job was to get them out alive. I'm hoping you'll join us, represent us in the United States. You want me to join this? Roper, Williams, and Lee. Just when they think they've broken the secret of the island, they find there is no escape from the inscrutable Han. It's the whole movie. Sense, enter the dragon, where the world's greatest martial arts athletes meet the ultimate challenge with the most ancient and deadly of weapons. The human body. <laughs> Enter the dragon from Warner Brothers. Oh my <laughs> god, that is so funny! Just like Enter the Dragon. It sounds like a it sounds like a radio play. It does. Enter so, the dragon. You'll be amazed, horrified. So yeah, Enter the Dragon, written by Michael Allen and Bruce Lee, directed by Robert Klaus, starring Bruce Lee, John Saxon, Jim Kelly. Anna Caspery and Keen Shi. <laughs> so uh, I'll read the quick synopsis here real quick, though I just heard it in the trailer. So Secret Agent Lee is recruited to infiltrate an island owned by master criminal Han, who only appears publicly at a martial arts tournament he hosts every three years. When Lee learns that it was Han's men who were responsible for his sister's death, he sits out for revenge as well. Other participants in the tournament include Americans Roper and Williams, who were in the army together. They all soon realize that Han uses the tournament to recruit new associates. Those who refuse are killed. <laughs> so, so going in, uh, I knew nothing about this film whatsoever. I honestly had never seen a Bruce Lee film, which I, I don't know how. I don't know how. That does know. blow my mind. You know, I've never seen this movie. But I've seen other Bruce Lee movies. Yeah, I well, maybe I've seen I've seen like snippets or maybe a and a lot of Jet Li movies. Our dad really liked Jet Li a lot. Seen Jet Li movies, of course, Jackie Chan movies. That was probably the main one growing up was Jackie Chan. Yeah, because he made comedies too. Right. And so yeah, I, don't know, I I have never seen this movie. I knew nothing about it, like plot or anything. I just, you know, I knew of its existence. I mean, this is one, if anything else, I've seen the poster everywhere over the years, whether just at a movie store's like wall or in the background watching a TV show and they got the poster on their wall, some character. But yeah, I'd never seen the movie before. So 
yeah I, I here's an opportunity i was playing at a nearby theater and i was like perfect well hey it'd be kind of cool to go see a classic martial arts film before we see the new marvel film centered around martial arts so why not yeah <laughs> see it on the big screen heck it and i'm so glad i did I'd, i had such a good time i sat there had a beer and enjoyed myself i laughed a ton i was very entertained and yeah i was never bored whatsoever the only thing that sucked is at one point i really had to pee but i'm like i don't want to miss any of this so i'm not getting up exactly <laughs> but yeah i had a good time and i enjoyed it i mean sure it's got some some cheese to it and some stuff was definitely dated it felt like a low budget back in the day bond film like this had a well, very i had to look it up but i'm pretty sure like the Bond film that reminded me of was You Only Live Twice. Yeah, it kind of, for me, a little bit of Dr. No and You Only Live Twice. I guess Dr. No for, like, maybe the low-budget stuff and the bad guy with the, you know, doesn't have real hands, wears the yeah. black gloves and everything. Oh, and, yeah, that's and right. Then, but then for, like, the layer and stuff like that, having a real, like, volcano layer yeah, total, vibe to it. total You Only Live Twice. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, my God gosh did i have a good time watching this movie i'm so glad we decided to watch it but especially to go see it in theaters oh what a blast yeah i mean because we we had a hard time deciding what we'd watch because it was very light on like new releases much less anything remotely interesting that we wanted to talk about but then you're like yeah we should watch this and i'm like all right but you know i actually watched a breakdown video of like the comic origins of shang li or shang chi <laughs> for the new marvel movie and they're like you know like it was like pretty much directly inspired by enter the dragon I'm like oh perfect a perfect way to tie it in just oh, to kind of see like what inspired the comic book origins you know because like i didn't realize that this was the movie that like blew up hong kong action films in america yeah it's kind of the gateway if you will yeah because i mean i i've heard of the genre like it's been around for a while now but you know it's one of those ones that i don't have enough experience watching and i definitely want to check out more because as in between oh, like this same and like big trouble in little china i remember like i know that's not a true hong kong but obviously inspired mm -hmm. by and i'm just like you know i need to watch more like classic kung fu movies like it would sounds like it'd be a blast and watching from this I'm like yeah Oh, I'm yeah. well, especially ready to watch more other ones starring Bruce Lee. That would be great. But also Jim Kelly, who plays Williams. He's in a bunch after this. Nice. And they're again, they're probably all just low budget, low budget cheese. But who cares? I bet you they're just a blast. Also watch. watching this. I'm like, yeah, Quentin Tarantino definitely took a lot of inspiration from movies like these. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I already knew that, but it just kind of reminds me of it. Well, like, yeah. You noticed um, our Kill Bill style kimonos like, instead of a kimono. It's a freaking jumpsuit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I mean, so watching this, I had a blast, too. I didn't get to see it in theaters. I had to rent it. But man, I had such a good time watching. Like, yeah, you see a bunch of like old tropes that we know um, pretty well now but weren't tropes back then <laughs> weren't tropes back then especially like this was the biggest kung fu movie at, like i was reading an article about it's like it's still apparently the biggest kung fu movie ever made yeah i think it had a, it had a budget of eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and it made 90 million worldwide back in 1973 and i didn't realize this either huge. until reading it because i knew bruce lee died pretty young but this was the last movie that he did yeah, I didn't realize, I knew he died young-ish, but I thought maybe like in his 40s young, he died at 32, like 32 after young. this movie, in between like an overdubbing session of the movie, like it was still in production when he died. Well, I think something I saw said he was, he died three weeks before its release, so, or the premiere of it. Right, well, he, I'm like, it was, what I read was that he was like going in for dub sessions to kind of like dub out the movie. Yeah, because that was something about this movie is the whole thing was recorded without sound. They added all the sound in later. You know what? That makes a lot of fucking sense because I remember thinking like these sound effects like are really popping, you know. So a lot of the being like, like yeah. Oh my gosh! I just I had a blast watching this though. I mean, it seriously was like it's almost like yeah, three different agents again felt like a bond film you know we go to this island where this bad guy is and we're gonna spy you know we're gonna we're gonna you know 
take part in this tournament, but really we're here to spy and look around and like figure things out. <laughs> uh. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, because, you know, we played the trailer. So that was essentially the whole thing. Like I thought, it was so. I when you're reading the synopsis, and you're like special agent uh, Lee. And I'm just like, you know, the beginning of the movie starts with him, like doing like a, a demonstration for the Shaolin monks, like the temple that he like lives at. And then they're like, hey, so we need your help. I'm like, I never got the impression that he was anything other than just like, they're just like, I don't know. <laughs> It didn't seem like a spy to me, but it definitely felt like a spy thriller. Well, and it was kind of set up like that too, because like in Bond films, like you have your introduction, you have some kind of like opening scene, then you go to the cut to credits, and then you got the main, you get your mission statement, and then the the rest takes off. Right, and plus, like how this movie starts is like, yeah, we each we get each of the main characters has like a little like, uh, what do you call it? Just like vignette, or just like where we kind of meet them in some weird situations. Oh, you know, they prove, they show you what they can do. Those flashbacks of where they all were coming from were hilarious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's exactly what I'm talking about. From like, uh, what was it? Williams just been like, yeah, man, I'm fucking just gonna go to this tournament. Gets fucking harassed by cops and literally just knocks him out and then like steals the car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man i it's funny there's only like a handful maybe a dozen people in the theater and i i think i was probably laughing the loudest of everybody throughout the whole film there were some guys like in the next row behind me across like down a ways but they laughed a lot too i think i was laughing the loudest though the whole movie but yeah i mean when they show um roper playing golf and this he goes he hits it into the shrubs. He's over there looking for his ball. Those guys surround him. He kicks their asses. And then all of a sudden you cut to a shot of the ball coming out, landing near the hole. And he's just continuing like nothing happened. And it's like, all right, all right. <laughs> so funny. I mean, that and then obviously we got Bruce Lee. We, we saw his whole thing and then like wrapping in like before he goes to the island wrapping it up in like oh also this guy he's he's responsible for your your sister's death and then it does that whole cut scene of them like attacking her like his which, sister and like a friend which, of theirs i thought that was a great sequence which i mean i guess like i don't know if that's jumping too far ahead but i mean like getting the because this all happened before the island as part of his motivation yeah, but I also like how, like, during the character intro, like, when he's meeting that, like, I don't even remember what organization he was helping by going to the island, helping them get proof so they can actually do something about Han. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the recruitment, they're, like, telling him, like, oh, yeah, like, this is the only video footage we have of him. And this is his bodyguard, O'Hara, and, or O'Hara, and, you know, we have this footage of him, and then in indiscriminate amount of time, he gets this facial scar and we don't know how he gets that. And then in the flashback, it's that guy that at least Bruce is talking to before he goes to the Island that gave him that cut across the face mm-hmm. and then corners his fucking sister. And she just like kills herself instead of being taken alive. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, what, shit, man, what, that's hard. What a sequence that was though. I, I, that was, so I was not expecting any of that. No, same. but I'm like, yeah, just to feel, I mean, I kind of, yeah, it does the storytelling of like doing like insane flashbacks feels a little dated, but at the same time, I love how we get the story going. And then like, as we're going, we're like, oh yeah. And here's just really quickly, all of these characters motivations, mm-hmm. you know, or at least like a little bit of backstory that like kind of fills out their character in present day. Like I actually very, I really enjoyed that about this movie. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Same, same. <laughs> Well, I love, yeah, they're all in these like little itty bitty boats going to their main boat. And yeah, I just, I love uh, their time on there too. They're watching, uh, what were they watching? Battle? Uh, they're watching uh, Prane Mance's Prane, Battle. Yes. And I love how they, like, he's like, yeah, the Roper's the fucking gambler. You know, like he's betting money that he doesn't have on making golf shots. Then when he's like, man, you find out he has $65 to his name. And still on the boat, he's like, ooh, a little bit of action. I'll take some of that. Yeah. You know, to when Monday's on the big he one. was betting on, goes to betting on Williams's fight in the tournament. And then he's like, hey, man, I got this guy on the ring. Here's my money. 
make more money, get them up to like three to like, I, I don't remember like the exact vote or like bet, but he's like getting his ass kicked until he's like gets him up for the for like more money. And then he like he wins his fight. And yeah, I love him just being the gambler. Like that was a lot of fun. I just love when you're like, all right, what are they watching? Like, what are they watching fight down there? And it does a close up. Great man says. Great man. But it was just funny watching them like close up. Like, like, just. Yeah, because I think if you get two males, they will try and kill each other and they decapitate each other. That's hilarious. So. Well, uh, who's the one dude on the boat that they, uh, he's The random British Lee. dude that was just a dick and no one remembers his. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just... I just love that. And he's like, I'll challenge you to fight, but not here. How about this island over here? We'll get in that little boat. We'll go over to the island and duke it out. He's like, all right. <laughs> Gets him to go down to the lifeboat <laughs> and just puts it out in the water. <laughs> that, that sequence had me cracking up. You know, and you can see how this movie also inspired, like, I saw a lot of, like, relationship between this and even the Mortal Kombat movie, but I feel like this inspired Mortal Kombat like a decent amount too. Oh yeah, how uh, we have because I mean like that that douchey like like British guy like flip him to being Australian and that's Kano from Mortal yeah. Kombat. Yeah, you know, just like the same type of character, just a fucking like idiot brute. But also, it's kind of sad that he got his ass kicked in his first fight. He didn't even really put up any sort of a fight. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of funny, but. You know, I kept thinking, I'm like, yeah, with the trio, I'm like, this is exactly what Mortal Kombat did, too. They give you a trio, at least in the original one. I just thought that was so, I don't know. Like, I, I do, like, like, I'm like, yeah, that's Kano. Like, Roper would be Johnny Cage, totally. you know? And uh, I forget the guy's name, the character from the 90s, uh, um... Mortal Kombat. But the main character, I'm like, that would be Bruce Lee. But I'm like, yeah, they're kind of like, I could definitely see some direct inspirations into things like that. I think there definitely was. Oh, yeah. But so, yeah, we, we get to the island. Everybody's been shown around. Everyone's got their rooms. I love that party they go to. This is when we first meet Han. I, oh, and I just love how everything, music, everything's going. You got the sumo wrestlers in the middle of the room just for your entertainment. Mm-hmm. I like when he enters the room, everything halts. Like even the sumo wrestlers, like just stop in the position they're in, just hold it as tight as they can while he's in there do it, talking. And then when he, as soon as he leaves, music starts back up and everything goes back to normal. I mean, and that makes such a cool villain entrance. Like if nothing else, this guy has unquestionable power because mm-hmm. he, when he walks in a room, everything stops. Yep. When he walks in a room, it's all about him, not anybody else. Like that's just like, that fucking tyrannical like power that you just like damn like it's very imposing mm-hmm. and then i like the little like show powers like yes you see all my these women around me they all have fucking daggers that could they could kill you in an instant if they wanted to <laughs> like, so don't yeah. fucking try anything because i also like that because they mentioned that he doesn't allow guns on the island you know which also makes it a kung fu movie instead of an action movie mm-hmm. you know but you know they explain that there's no guns on the island uh, because he had an assassination attempt on his life once and now no guns anywhere near him whatsoever so i do like how you like you have that and then he goes that extra step be like don't even try like just completely tries to make sure it's unquestionable like he like don't mess with them because everything stops when he walks in the room and then everybody he's surrounded by shows off that you're like yeah they could kill you in an instant you know not even a problem so i do like that kind of like his insurance policy yeah to prevent like just so much power that you wouldn't even think about assassinating him i'm trying to think some of some of my fun or excuse me what some of my favorite parts here uh definitely the tournament stuff was great to watch i loved uh that just humongous dude throwing everybody around yeah you know that actually that's one of my favorite things that i wanted to make sure to mention is like you know, it is kind of like like the movie is like tournament, but also kind of like investigation onto what's going on on the island to get proof, essentially. Um, one of the things I thought was so funny is when the first night that he's, Bruce Lee is sneaking around and, you know, they know somebody's out there because he knocks out like four or five people. 
Mm-hmm. And then the next day they're like, okay, like somebody did that, but that's not even what I'm mad about right now. What I'm mad about is one guy knocked out, like took out like every man of mine that he came across and like to show power, he's like, now you guys are going to fight to the death to make yourselves worthy. Cause he's like, you're my guards and you got treated like chumps, which again, total, like ty- like just total evil villain, like evil for saying me. It was like, okay. And then they literally all just get murdered by that super huge dude. Yeah. Like uh, brutally. Oh, so much fun to watch though. <laughs> uh. But then I also, cause I mean, it also gives us one of my favorite Williams lines where like, cause Han, like he looks away as all these guys are getting murdered and like Han whispers to him, he's like, what you don't approve. And he's like, I don't approve of how sloppy your man is. <laughs> he had another couple of good lines there. I can't remember now any of his, but I loved his character though. The Williams character, everything from just his like attitude to his style was great. I mean, they tried to embody like, the fucking counterculture like into his character at the time it it worked though he pulled it off i I mean when they when he fights the guards in han's office and like the sweet like 70s type action was playing like i loved that part like the soundtrack for that part was amazing or the score i guess so much fun (laughs) oh what a good time yeah i love the uh and sneaking around down to the lair just by a rope going on down there, sneaking around. Um, the guy cutting the rope and then getting punched in the face. Well, that, and then when he goes back later, he goes down the same exact hatch using the same. I'm like, you got caught last time. Why, how is it even possible that you got to do that twice? How is not like a guard just stationed right there? Well, they stationed a snake right there. Well, I know it's a cobra. You're like <laughs> that yeah. sequence was great. I, I guess uh, was it ten shots they took of him hitting the snake on the head. He got bit once by it, but they they took out anything that you know he couldn't get poisoned by it. But yeah, no still, thanks. Just ugh. yeah, no thanks. Even though yeah, remove everything to where I can get poisoned by this thing. Still, still hurts. No, thank you. But yeah, that was it. But just watch him take it by hand and stuffing it in the bag and uh, crazy. Nope, no thanks. Yeah, no, no thanks. thanks. I mean, I have a phobia of snakes, so it just scares the shit out of me. Snakes. Why do it have to be snakes? I'm trying to think of some other funny parts. Um, stuff involving, like, oh, when they're, when well, they're ta- I, Go ahead. What was I going to say? I, I was going to say, I mean, they're... I guess, like, one of the other things, like, what was your favorite fight? Like, we, I mean, like, we talked a little bit about the fights, but, like, what was your favorite fight <sighs> favorite in the whole thing? Fight. Probably overall, the fight at the very end between Lee and uh, Han, only because it's the time that Bruce Lee actually got his, his character actually got touched by anything and like actually like kicked back at like because when he it's fought not the a tur- god because when he fought in the tournament, I mean he was just taking everybody out. Which real quick, is he one of the first characters or first actors to ever be quote unquote jacked? Because most actors back then were like you know in shape semi buff ish but like not like vein popping like jacked like that i don't you just, know you didn't see that might have then. like it might have influenced the rise of having your like main character just get jacked for a role because yeah it didn't seem like it was until like 80s with like rambo and stuff i don't know yeah that's an interesting thing that i didn't think about you know bruce lee's just in like tip-top shape very good shape but yeah, I would I would say overall favorite fight scene probably still between him and Han at the end there. Just everything from where it starts in the yard to going into the mansion to the room of mirrors. Uh, otherwise, um, I don't know. I, I did really like the, between the guards and the super super buff guy and just him killing them was great. Him yeah, throwing them, I mean, throwing them around like rag dolls and killing them eventually. Personally, I really like that because that was just like funny and also like diabolically evil for his character yeah i did like that but one of my my i think my favorite fight was between uh lee and ohara the guy Mm -hmm. who got his sister killed because he i like that's the matchup and i just love how just because you've seen him just kick the shit out of everybody he's come across but then you put him against bruce lee and i'm like oh man like this fight's gonna be good, but it was better than I expected because he literally just like 
when they start with like their hands together and he just immediately like punches him so fast right in the face and then keeps doing that and just unequivocally destroys him and i'm just like he's like fuck you you killed my sister prepare to die like right and he wasn't even gonna kill him until like he just tried and he's just like my name is lee montoya you kill my sister prepare to die but it kind of had that energy where you know he's like he wouldn't have killed him but he's like i kicked the shit out of him you know but then he breaks out he like he can't take the defeat and then he's i think that's just like in it like for the character he's like that's all i need technically i'm defending my life now and he yeah. murders him straight up kills him yeah that, that he was gets his revenge fight. a lot earlier than you would think yeah but then again i guess you got to take out the guy who's overall responsible for the mayhem true but he killed the guy who actually killed his sister but yeah, what a great reveal. When, I liked when we first go down to Lair. So yeah, when we have uh, Roper and Han talking. All right. Did you not think for a moment there we were going to see a cat cut in half? I was at the edge of my seat for this cat. Like, holy shit, they're going to cut a cat in half. I honestly thought that they were either going to cut the cat in half or when Roper was like reaching to pick up the cat, he was just going to pull it and cut his hands off. Cut his hands straight off. Yeah, I, I was expecting something crazy to happen thank goodness the cat's okay but then it's like <laughs> hang on no 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 pick up the cat and let me give you a tour of my drug oh, operation another bond vil- operation another, another bond villain thing the white cat the white cat yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah that was cool pulls the chain they go down the elevator to the secret lair gives him the tour now I, I guess you know they never they never tell you what happened to han's hand Mm-mm. At least I don't remember them mentioning it, but I like how he has it in his museum because he has that skeleton hand, that, and that's before the reveal that you see that he has no hand. It's just like a hollow glove, but you see, like, he's like, oh, what's that? He's just like, mm, a souvenir, <laughs> you know? And then you, it's like, oh, shit, he doesn't have it. I'm like, shit, that's his hand that he has yeah. in glass. I wish that we would have found out how he lost his hand. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. Uh, yeah. I don't remember the mentioning well it's in the same like as they're going to like the guillotine they're walking through the room with all that mm-hmm. all those artifacts in it but yeah again total bond villain thing to do i mean even like when they trap lee in like that room that all the doors just automatically shut in on him mm-hmm. totally felt like james bond you know and looking up the guy just looking down talking to him yeah yeah there's yeah, so much early Bond stuff in this. Um, there's another part. Uh, I like how they just like offer up all their guest prostitutes. <laughs> well, sex trafficked people. Right. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, like it's fine. And then you're like, oh, right, right. There's They're not there of their own free will. Yeah. Like these people are hooked on heroin. Or maybe, I don't know. They mentioned that they, or at least that was part of the drug trafficking. I don't know. But yeah, like essentially offers them concubines. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's when William was just like, I'll take four. Sorry if any of you feel left out, but I've had a long day. I'm tired. (laughs) Uh, So what do you think? uh, uh, They eventually, so Williams and Han get into it and Han just kicks the living crap out of them. Which I honestly, first off, with that fight, I wanted to see Williams throw get a few punches in at least, just a few, but he got the shit kicked out of him. I know he was able to beat the lackeys, no problem. But then Han just literally fucking kills him. And just... now again, I, I like movies that have stakes. I like you know when the good guys do die because it's just you know it's unexpected, especially these days. But however, I really was hoping that at the very end of this movie we would see Lee Roper and Williams like on a boat leaving the island together. Yeah, just like, I know because they made a great trio. They made a great trio. Even yeah. though, like, it's funny because, like, even though, like, they're like they are a trio, but they're also not because Lee's more of like the loner character, and Williams and Roper know each other, but they don't even really know what Lee's doing. You know, he's just kind of doing his own thing while they're just trying to survive for the most part. So, I, but I obviously, guess... they help each other out, especially at the end when like all hell breaks loose on the island. Yeah, I, yeah, I really wanted him to be around for for all of it. I, I guess of course, it, the original script had Roper was the one that died off, but John Saxon's agent talked the studio into 
keeping his character alive, so they killed off Williams instead. But otherwise, yeah, it's going to be Williams and Lee at the end. But I still wanted all three of them, you know? Maybe he gets the shit kicked out of him pretty bad and injured for a while. Maybe comes in at the back and saves Roper, like, during the final fight scene. It's something, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I I didn't, like, I hated seeing his character die, but Great fight sequence, though. Even though I got the shit of him, I did like when he's like landing on the women. He's <laughs> like, "Oh, sorry." Yeah, that was pretty funny. And then he gets just murdered in front of all the people, all those people. Yeah, I did like the end. You know, they free the people that have been down in the cages for a while, which convenient for everybody in the cages to be wearing black and everybody on the surface to be wearing white. To you know, I, who's on which I know. Team. I'm like, I le- you have to know who the good guys and who the bad guys are, though. That was <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but then so i guess we'll talk the final fight scene between lee and han i thought overall that was pretty great that hall of mirrors thing i don't know I mean, plus, did... go ahead i was gonna say one of the most thing like notable things about that is like that's where that iconic like shot of bruce lee bleeding in his stomach and him just wiping his thumb and like licking his his blood I'm just like, yeah, that. I, I've seen that clip before so many times. Like, if you're talking about Bruce Lee, you're showing that clip. You know, so I'm just like, awesome. So that's the movie this is from. Like, that's, that was great. But yeah, seriously, like him just like getting like what his tiger claws. He had like some, I don't know what to call it, but like the first attachment that he had on his hand was more of just like a, like you slam it down on somebody. Then he had like more of like a stabbing thing going on with the type tiger claws mm. but oh, man what a cool like yeah fucking tiger claws that was so cool i do like how we uh took that out of like a little box like oh things are getting real here so let me take this out of a box take my fake hand off put this on and I, it wasn't that the final shot of the film was the tiger claw stuck in the wood yeah yeah so i didn't they show that before it went to the credits uh I do like how he finally eventually died with the spear, just got kicked into this that. Oh my god! For like how the like, yeah, because flying through the funhouse, I'm like, okay, I've I don't know if this is the first time they did that. Yeah, that went on for a while too. It did. I know. I'm just like, dude, the movie's got like five minutes. Are there like no fucking? I forget that older movies almost have like no fucking credits. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's not like ten minutes. Like in my head, I'm like, yeah, ten minutes of the runtime is credits. But so I, I did go on for a surprise amount of time, but I was also didn't think about this till just now. But like, if that is that the first like funhouse mirror fight, very possibly because that was before the Bond film that did that. Because you've seen so many, I, I mean, that's to, a total trope. You see that in horror movies, you see that like it's pretty common nowadays. Stranger Things, you know, Stranger Things, like you've seen it. So I was just, I didn't even, it didn't even phase me. Until afterwards, Mike, that might have been the first time somebody did that. I wonder if it was, honestly. It's kind of cool. But so, like, you know, that's kind of fun. Um, but I think it was in this scene. If not, maybe it's in the last scene. Because I had always heard that they have to slow down Bruce Lee's movement so they actually show up on camera. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I looked it up and while I couldn't find like definitive, like people like, no, that's just a myth. Like I found a few articles that said like, usually films were shot in 24 frames per second. Uh, but when like, especially specifically in a part of the movie, which it didn't say when it happened, but while he's kicking a couple guys, like they would play it back and it's just a blur. And then two guys fall down, <laughs> you know, cause he was kicking them so fast. So essentially what they did is they filmed Bruce Lee in 30 frames per second. But then the movie, when, when you're watching the movie, everything is in 24 frames per second, but he was filmed at a higher frame rate. So it does slow down the moves a little bit, but you, they actually, they did that. And that's why they can actually show up better at least. Okay. Okay. It's also film cameras from the seventies were not very good, especially considering what we have now. No. Uh, get all the slow-mo and shit uh what a good time though i'm trying to think of any other favorite moments or scenes i mean covered pretty much all of it yeah i I mean honestly i just had a great time if if i had to list some favorite scenes i liked all the flashbacks or at least like how we got here to this moment with all three of the main characters Mm -hmm. i like that sequence um 
the tournament fights were great. The final fight between Lee and Han were great. Uh, yeah, I just I just had a good time watching this. Like, so again, so glad I just went and saw it in the theater. Yeah, that would have been a blast. And yeah, I definitely would like to check out more Bruce Lee films, more uh, films with uh, Jim Kelly, who played Williams. That would be fun. And fun little, like, preparation for watching Shang-Chi. Exactly. You know, like a direct inspiration to, like, a then versus now. Which even though I know it's a Marvel, so it's not even like, you know, there are obviously more recent like Hong Kong action films that probably draw more from. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just curious to see like their take. I'm like, I'm excited to watch Shang-Chi next week. But yeah, this was just felt like a fun little like history of like how we get movies like this yeah. from like the one that broke America. God, I hope they play more of these. Like, I'd love to go see more of this stuff in theaters. Yeah, and plus, you know, that was also something like to just attack on to the end, not realizing because in my head, I'm like, yeah, Bruce Lee is just household name. Everybody knew who Bruce Lee was. Like, he was a huge star for a really long time. I didn't realize the last movie that he made was the one that Warner Brothers made that broke him in the U.S. Like, he was already a huge star overseas, but I didn't realize like the one that he died after was the one that made him huge in the U.S. too. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that either. I thought Enter the Dragon was just somewhere in his career, happened to be a bigger one than his other ones. I had no idea that it was essentially his last film ever made. But that just shows my ignorance of the genre, which I definitely want to watch more. And I'll probably be like, hopefully working some of these in. Uh, I I definitely want to see more. All right, yeah. (laughs) Definitely give this at least like nine, nine and a half out of 10 on the entertainment scale. (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean like it's, it's the right amount of cheese. Like if you don't have any like love for cheesiness and like, obviously like you'd have to have like some sort of like fondness for the, the genre in general. Have a, but, have a beer too in you, you know? But it's also like, who am I selling this to? Like this was a movie that, like this was the movie that again, broke in America, made him huge. Like this is like an iconic film. Like who am I really trying to sell this I mean, on? Overall, Anybody who and, loves this genre has seen it already. And it's a low, it's a low budget Kung Fu movie. <laughs> for pure entertainment and it was so entertaining yeah yeah all right well why don't we wrap it up here that is our talk for enter the dragon i don't think it's streaming anywhere right now but you can rent it on amazon and other places daniel where can they find us they can find us online on movies underscore brews on instagram and twitter thanks everybody for downloading the show if you like it share it with others We'll be back next week with a brand new Marvel film. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, the legend of the Ten Rings. All right. Well, have a good week, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Boom.